Hi, it's Sarah Becker of Becker Talks Money. It is Friday, May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. Um, I wish I had planned like a Cinco de Mayo themed money episode that could have been really fun, but <laughs> I didn't. So I just teased you, but I am going to have some guacamole later. So I'll just be thinking about that. Well, I tell you today's news. The first thing I want to tell you guys about today is Crumble Cookie. Now, you've probably already heard of this viral $5 cookie. They've recently hit the $1 billion in sales mark, which is honestly insane. Like This is a bakery that opened in 2017, okay, six years ago. However, Crumble Cookie really isn't just a bakery. It's honestly a viral company with whipsmart marketing that just happens to sell you cookies. They sell a million cookies a day and there are 750 US locations and they drop weekly limited release flavors to their nearly 7 million TikTok followers. In Bon Appetit last week, food critic Sam Stone declared that while the cookies are quite popular, they are also, and I quote, spectacularly bad, explaining that the intense and ridiculous flavors are overpowering. I have been lucky enough to sample a crumble cookie or two myself, and I really do get where Sam's coming from. Here's his description of some of their best sellers. <laughs> Quote, for instance, there's a cotton candy cookie topped with cream cheese frosting and popping candy, as well as a caramel shortbread cookie topped with chocolate, caramel, and Twix pieces. It's a sugar bomb. End quote. So how is Crumble Cookie selling these sugar bombs at absolutely record-breaking price and speed? The answer is social media, nonstop, full stop, totally, all the way. Every week, they unbox their limited edition menu of five specialty flavors that gain literally millions of views, and that scarcity mindset keeps lines out the door all over the country. Our second topic today is something um, I like even more than cookies. I have become a little obsessed with Ryan Reynolds, and not for the reasons that you might think. This man is an investing genius. He recently sold his cell phone company, Mint Mobile, of which y'all y'all all know I've been a very loyal and happy user of for five years, to T-Mobile for $1.3 billion. His stake was 25%, about $300 million in profit just for Ryan. He also sold a gin brand he co-owned in 2020 for over $600 million. In 2021, he bought a football club in England, so soccer club, Wrexham United AFC with Rob McElhenney, who you might know from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia or Mythic Quest. They purchased that together for $2.5 million, and the team has had this incredible like Ted Lasso-style season, winning a promotion to the next league up, which is a concept I somewhat understand, again, only due to Ted Lasso, and so I will not try to explain it here uh, because I will just say it's a big deal. Um, and as we chat together today, the whole team is in Las Vegas celebrating on Ryan Reynolds' dime. He's also involved in a Canadian fintech company, and there's rumors he could be purchasing a hockey team soon. And did I mention he is one of the highest paid actors in the world? He's also married to Blake Lively, who, of course, is an entrepreneur in her own right, who recently launched a non-alcoholic sparkling drink brand. And again, I'm not obsessed with them just because they're two Swiss best friends, okay? They have a lot of other things going for them. I love watching Ryan because I never know what he's going to buy, sell, or do next. Ryan says, quote, everything we do is scrappy. It's fast. It's inexpensive. Character over spectacle. I love that quote. He also says, my job is storytelling. And I think that's extremely visible. I mean, these brands he's involved with don't really have a common denominator besides him, right? Like a football club, um, a fintech company, uh, a cell phone company, a, a gin, a liquor company, but they all have told amazing stories and get people just like me to buy in. 
Last but not least, Apple rolled out a savings account attached, of course, to your Apple device. It doesn't just have convenience going for it, however. It also has a whopping 4.15% annual return, which is over 10 times the average bank account return. In the first four days it opened last week, over $1 billion was deposited into 240,000 brand new Apple savings accounts. So I would say it's a hit. You have to have an Apple credit card to open the account, which means you have to have an iPhone. Um, and you can open the account in literal seconds from your phone. They've launched this new account offering in partnership with Goldman Sachs, whose own high yield savings account has a 3.9% return. So Apple's really pulling out all the stops to make their savings account like bigger, better than anything else out there. Banking, an industry that somehow has maintained this like boring and stable appearance despite a very volatile reality, both past and present, has taken some hits this year. We've had two big bank failures, and it's clear that we the people we want, we need, and we deserve brands we can trust with our money, and Apple knows that. With 2 billion iPhone users, it makes sense for this tech giant to step into banking, but the question is, does Apple now own everything that we own? The answer is yes, and that concerns me. Uh, this has been Sarah Becker with Becker Talks Money with your weekly news report on Friday, May 5th. I'll be back next week. And until then, remember, you can't work 24-7, but your money can.